0: Hey, everybody. We are now on season two of Laguna, which we are all excited about. I know I got a few DMs about it because let's be real. Season two is the best season. I know there's only three, but out of the three, I have to say season two is the best. And there's a couple of reasons for it. This season is messy, which I definitely appreciate. You know, I think in season one, they tried to kind of make the... Cast look as good as they could and all this stuff, and they just wanted the main drama to be Steven, Kristen, and Elsie. Whereas this season there is a ton of drama between we have Alex M., Jason, Jessica. We have Jessica kissing Jason with Elsie dating Jason at the time. We have Kristen moving on from Steven, and Steven still in love with Kristen. We have Kristen kissing Jeff while Jessica likes Jeff. There's just so much stuff in Taylor and Talon and Kristen. A lot of Kristen drama, I guess. (laughs) But it's such a good season and the cast has been really great to the page. So I have like an extra soft spot for them. So I have to say before I got into the episode, I was like, this is a long episode. I believe this episode was like an hour long, but watching it's like 45 minutes and I was sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, like it kind of felt like it went on forever. Like it's a great episode and everything, but I wrote a lot of notes. I might skip over a few things, so I just want to give you a heads up with that, but it is a super long episode. I took like eight pages of notes, (laughs) but like I said, season two is my favorite and the first thing we find out is that. You know, Kristen's the new narrator, which I think we all kind of figured was going to happen, but we were also left with the idea that Elsie and Steven ended up in San Fran together. After Steven picked up Elsie in his little white pickup to She Will Be Loved, we thought that those two were going to be together forever. And we find out, like, pretty quickly, no, they're not together, and Steven is still super in love with Kristen, or at least that's how it seems, but I'm going to go with he was still super in love with Kristen. One other thing is that the intro, you know how it says like, this was filmed over the course of six months, the drama you see is real. Well, they actually changed it to eight months because they clearly knew that they needed to get all the drama. They need to get the whole school year. So guess what? They're going to film you for eight months now. (laughs) So now we are, for well, Kristen does her, her big, you know, this is my time to shine, you know, my time to rule the school, whatever. And we're formally introduced to Jessica And we find out, you know, Jessica's boyfriend, Dieter, went off to college, but they broke up as well. And then we get to meet the competition, because there's always competition between girls, right? That's what we're taught from a super young age. But we meet Alex M, and we find out she's a drama queen. No, seriously. Which reminds me of when Elsie introduces Christina, and she's like, she's a reverend's daughter. No, really, she is. like... But she said when she's not playing in the school play, she's making a play for Jessica's boyfriend. And that brings us to Jason, Laguna's resident bad boy. So right off the bat, I feel like we're not supposed to like Alex or Jason. So that's in the back of my head, like, watching this. I was like, wow, we were really told not to like either of them. And I didn't like Alex. Um, I remember it took me a while to end up liking her. And I even when, she, you know... She contacted the pager. we started talking a little bit. I was still kind of like, I never liked Alex M. But re-watching it, I'm like, okay. Obviously, the editing was made to make us hate her. (laughs) So after Jason, we're reintroduced to Talon. Although he didn't have a huge part in season one. He was constantly in episodes to remind us that, hey, he's going to be a big part of this. Like, production knew Talon had something. And she says that Talon really grew up this year. And she really noticed. And guess who else noticed? Taylor. Kristen says she might look all nice and innocent, but I don't buy it, <laughs> which I thought was funny. In the live with Taylor, I asked her what the issue was with Kristen. She even said, you know, there wasn't anything specific. They just didn't get along, which I totally understand. I'm sure there was a little something more than that, but I totally understand just not vibing with someone. And then we find out about Elsie. She spent one semester at way at school and then she bailed. And then we find out her and Steven have broken up. And the Steven breakover, breakup call is basically her just being like, hey, I just want to tell you before you heard from someone else. And then he shuts his flip phone. Very dramatic. But nothing was going to ruin Kristen's senior year. That is something she also makes a point to say. So the episode starts off with Kristen, Jessica, and Alex H. hanging out by the pool. And they're, gonna, they're talking about how amazing senior year is going to be. And Alex H. is like, yeah, you're so much more mature. And drama doesn't affect you as much, which I don't agree with. Senior year... I don't know. I still feel like whatever drama happened, happened. And it almost felt like it was more significant because you never, I don't know, like it was over. I don't know. I can't explain it. But I felt like senior year drama was almost worse because it was coming. You know, everyone's freaking the fuck out because they're leaving high school and they just want to leave on a positive note. But you can't always do that. There's always drama with teenagers because hormones are fucking crazy. (laughs) So we find out that last year's seniors are coming back, which is very exciting because we don't know what they're up to. You know, that's we were didn't have social media. We didn't have Twitter to keep up with them. We didn't have Instagram. We, I we had MySpace, I guess. But it's not like you were adding them on MySpace at the time. You're probably adding like somebody who's pretending to be Stephen Coletti, which I did. And then he DM'd me or like private messaged me on MySpace. I was like, oh my God, it's Steven. But it was not Steven and I'm aware of that now. But at the time it was fun to pretend. So it starts showing all of last year's cast members. Steven getting ready to come back and his roommate Ryan is like, you excited to go home to all your girls? And he's like, no girls, no girls for me. Then he gets on a um, train. Then we have Elsie leaving her art school. Trey leaving Bard College in New York, and he doesn't just leave, he skateboards away from it, which is a total Trey move, very on brand for Mr. Trey. Shows Low packing up and throwing her big ass suitcase in the back of her car. And I think she went to USC. I'm not 100% sure, but I think she went to USC. And then it shows Miss Morgan packing up her car in Utah and heading out of BYU. So she did go there. You guys, she was always accepted. <laughs> she just had to play it up for the cameras. And the only thing I could think to write, like, when I was watching this was all roads lead back to Laguna for them. And I got chills when I wrote that. I was like, damn, that was a good one. That's a, That was a good line. So all roads lead back to Laguna for this cast, no matter what. I mean, even now in Very Cavallari, Kristen knows she needs to go back to Laguna. Like, she's aware, hey, Laguna Beach really got my start, so I'm going to go back to Laguna. I'm going to see Zaddy Dennis, and then I'm, I'm going to walk the beach of Laguna. So Laguna is a big deal in general for these, you know, at the time, college kids. But now I'm sure even as adults, they all live in that area. Most of them live in that area. We see Elsie's castle for the first time in the next scene. We see it completely done, which is exciting. We get a super cute Lo and Elsie moment. Lo shows up and, you know, they're hugging and then they go on the couch and kind of cuddle together under a blanket and Elsie's like, you're cold. And she goes, it's cold up here on top of this hill, which... I love Lo, I know that she gets a lot of shit on the page, but Lo cracks me up, and she's always been one of my favorites. We also find out that Lo is having a big Christmas party, so we have that to look forward to. And then we have a very long Steven scene. It is just him looking, I think he's in the cab at this point, looking out the window, and Ghost of a Good Thing by Dashboard Confessional is playing with Kristen flashbacks. Just random, you know, bits of Kristen, But that song's in the background. He's chewing his gum, looking out the window with his headphones connected to his iPod, I'm sure. Just thinking about how he's about to see his first love. And it's going to really suck because she broke up with him. So he ends up calling Kristen while Kristen's hanging out with Jessica. And they end up meeting at Oak Street Lookout, which is really cool. That was probably one of my favorite places when I visited Laguna, I just knew there were so many scenes filmed there. And it was also really pretty, the view of the ocean. It just looked like the ocean went on forever. The meeting's super awkward. It's just like they keep looking at each other and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. You don't seem okay. He's like, well, I'm okay. And neither of them want to be there. So I'm almost like, did MTV make them do this? Because neither of them are that good at acting. So there's no way that all this tension could really be just them acting. I don't know. I just, it seemed really, they didn't want to be there. MTV made them be there and they were both kind of over it. And Steven says, am I supposed to be really happy to see you or something? And then, you know, there's like an awkward little moment and perfect by simple plan plays while Kristen walks away. And it shows Steven just kind of looking out into the ocean and Kristen backing out of her spot saying, I hate boys because they're immature and stupid. Great, great quote, great quote. So then the girls, and I'm going to say the girls because Kristen, Jess, and Alex is, I don't know. I guess I should specify because in this there's like two groups of girls. But Kristen, Jess, and Alex run into Morgan from season one. And they talk about college boys. And they seem really excited to see Morgan. And it seems like Morgan is excited to see them. Kristen takes a phone call from her college boyfriend, and Jessica and Alex kind of walk away from Morgan. And and then Jessica says, Alex, make me stop lusting Jason. And Alex goes, if you're aware of the fact you're like obsessed with him, then why don't you like stop it? And she's like, I can't. <laughs> that was always so annoying in high school when your friend would get a new boyfriend and you just have to listen to them talk about it. And you're like, I get it. Oh, my God. Like, get me out of this conversation. It's still like that sometimes, but it's a lot less once you're in your late 20s. <laughs> So we see Jason for the first time as the girls walk out of the store. And the first time we see him, Jessica sticks her head in his car and they start making out. And it's kind of like, damn, okay. Because in season one, you didn't really see anyone kissing each other other than Kristen and Steven. I feel like I might be wrong, but even the kiss between Lo and Talon you didn't see. I'm like pausing because I'm trying to think, but you don't really see anyone kissing. Whereas season two, they're like, show everyone making out, show it. Steven and Dieter have a cute little moment. They're sitting there eating lunch. Luckily, we don't see Steven chew or anything. But Dieter tells us he's meeting up with Jessica. And it kind of clicks. You're like, oh, right. Jessica was in season one as Dieter's girlfriend. And he says he loves her, but it's just done. And I wish we knew more about them as a couple. I know that it's been like 12 to 13 years. So, you know, if Jessica comes on the podcast or if Dieter comes on the podcast, we're going to be like, So, what was it like dating Jessica in high school? You know, that's not something I would do just because it was so long ago. If it's something they want to talk about, absolutely I'm down. (laughs) But I would like to know more. I know that they also dated after season two. They dated for a little while. They got back together. So, I'm just curious. And one thing that Dieter says that cracks me up, Dieter calls Jason a no-win situation. And I'm going to start using that to explain people. Because... That is hysterical. Like, oh, what, what's he like? Oh, you know, he's a no-win situation. Like, that's funny. I, I can appreciate that for sure. The next scene is Jessica calling Dieter because he's running late. And this, I feel like this is almost worse than the Kristen and Steven. Because you can tell Dieter openly still cares about Jess. Obviously, we don't know why they broke up. We don't know anything about that. But he's very open about the fact he still cares about her. He still loves her. And he's like, after what we had, we shouldn't be like this. So maybe they were each other's first loves. They were each other's first like real relationship. And then he he brings up the fact Jason doesn't want Jessica talking to him. And Jessica's like, it's just respecting the relationship, which to a point I understand. Like, I wouldn't love it if my boyfriend was talking to his ex all the time. But I also felt like that was a little controlling. And Dieter then responded by saying, well, if I hear he's fucking someone else, I'm going to get pissed and call you because I still care about you. Hell yeah, Dieter. I'm gonna give him a real gold star for stepping up from all of his stuff he said in season one. You know, he seemed like maybe going to college really helped him mature, even though it was, you know, only a semester away. But hey, a semester away makes the boys mature. Something like that, right? So the next scene I actually kind of fast forwarded through, it's Jason and Cedric at the Batting Cages. And Jason admits to wanting Alex. And at that moment, it's like, yikes. And Cedric is such a Jessica hater. Still such a Jessica hater. Will still, like, come onto the lives and sometimes talk shit about Jessica. Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? But during Laguna, he was absolutely a Jessica hater. And I just kind of fast-forwarded through the scene because all Jason talks about is, you know, playing baseball wanting to have sex with Alex M and, you know, Cedric being his hype man. So then we kind of officially meet Alex and Alex M and Taylor and they're shoe shopping at the mall. And she buys a pair of Dior shoes that cost like $600. But Alex said that she actually didn't buy those shoes. Like she went to buy them and her um, credit card got declined. So instead they just walked out with an empty bag. Like that wasn't even her with shoes in her bag. She just walked out of the store with an empty bag. So MTV could be like, see, these kids do have money and can drop $600 on a pair of shoes when in reality, they couldn't. And they're just like, Taylor and Alex are kind of talking and Taylor asks if she has a crush on Jason, stuff like that. And Alex is like, he's out of, you know, I can't say anything. Maybe I'd kiss him if he was single, but he's not single. So that's out of the question. The next scene is Jason and Jessica at Pomodoro having a little date. And Jessica goes to put her hair up and Jason's like, don't put your hair up. And again, it's one of those things. It's like, I think Jason has changed a lot. I think now he's a great guy, but I'm talking about Jason during season two of Laguna. It's like, dude, you're so controlling. One thing that's wild during it, Jason's like, what time do you have to be home? And she kind of, and Jessica kind of shook her head and she's like, why don't you just sleep at my house tonight? What? Like, that's crazy. In high school, I would never, ever, ever be allowed to have boys spend the night. One time I did. It was prom night. I had the after prom party. And my mom allowed boys to sleep over because my older brother was also there. And he is six foot four and very scary. So no one would try anything. You know what I mean? But I thought that was so crazy. Even even when I was in my 20s living at my parents, like, I wouldn't ask for a guy to spend the night like I don't know my parents wouldn't be okay with that fast forward and we have a little Christina and Morgan moment um the two brunettes from season one and it kind of sucks Heidi Montag stole my joke and she didn't even realize it because she was being serious and I was going to use it as a joke but she was asked about diversity in the hills and she said you know we don't all look the same some of us are brunettes and I was going to joke that um MTV really stepped up their game for diversity in season two because there's a few more brunettes, you know. It's not all blondes this time, guys. We find out Morgan really loves Utah and loves college. It's kind of funny there. They're going back and forth. And then Morgan says, we know how this party is going to go. Steven wanting Kristen, Kristen over it, and Elsie following Steven, which is exactly how the party goes. So we're at Lowe's house now, right? And there's so many red solo cups. And we know what that means. We know that that means that those high school or young college kids, those freshmen, are drinking. I forget which live it was. It might have been Alex M's, but she was like, you know, if you saw a red solo cup, you know what we were doing. We were drinking. I forget which live it was. I forget, but I asked, you know, did MTV kind of let you guys drink? And she said, well, they, or not let you guys, force you guys to drink. Did they encourage drinking? And whoever it was, they were like, well, they, um, They always made sure to bring red cups. So to me, it was kind of like, yeah, MTV kind of did encourage it, and they'd bring you the solo cups to fill up. Gem Bunny says that she is tired. She's very tired, and she goes, you guys are not on East Coast time. And Elsie says, no, we're on South Coast time, like trying to be all smart and slick and stuff. And then Lowe's like, whoa, Elsie, slow down. So I'm guessing Elsie's a little drunk at this point. And, you know, Steven walks in, Dieter walks in, Trey walks in, Christina and Morgan walk in, all of our, all of our season one faves walk in. Steven comes over to where Elsie and Lo are hanging out and Lo says, Stevie baby, which is why I captioned that picture of them as Lo and Stevie baby. A lot of people were confused about that. And I'm like, it's just a moment. It's just a moment. It's okay. You just have to remember. It's just a moment. (laughs) Like if you watch a show, you'll pick up on it. But I also understand not everyone watches the show as frequently as I do now. Kristen walks in right when a plant breaks, like a guy's leaning on the couch and the couch flips and someone yells, party foul. And then Kristen walks in and I think it was Steven who was like, ooh, perfect timing. It's really just showing Kristen like walking around having a blast where Steven looks a very distraught seeing her. And then Kristen calls Elsie a dumbass and it looks like Kristen hears. I mean, it looks like Elsie hears and it's just... It's just Kristen having a blast, and you can tell that Kristen's now the queen bee, and that's that. That's simple. So Steven ends up kind of stepping in front of Kristen and goes, it's so hard to look you in the eye right now, and he looks like he's about to cry. Like, I don't know if he's stoned or drunk or sad or maybe all the above, but his eyes are definitely pretty pretty glazed, and he just looks like he's ready to cry, which is super sad. And Kristen's like, I'll call you. Okay, I'll call you, whatever. The next morning, Stephen and Dieter head to the beach and they're hanging out. And Dieter's like, Elsie's my best friend in the world, but she still wants you. She still wants to hook up with you. And Stephen had really nothing to say. He was just like, I'm cautious about that one. I'm cautious about hooking up with that one. Which makes sense because they have been friends for so long. I genuinely don't know if those two ever hooked up. I know a lot of people ask me and I genuinely have no idea. I kind of feel like they didn't because they were such close friends and MTV kind of played up their friendship into being something more than, well, just friends. So now we meet Casey the New Girl. Casey the New Girl, a lot of people think was planted by MTV and I asked Alex about that during the live and she was kind of like, well, I think some people who are in private school ended, ended up coming to Laguna Beach High to try and be on the show. It kind of seems like that's what happened with Casey. And Alex kind of made it seem like MTV definitely forced that friendship, which totally makes sense. I don't think that they are two people who would genuinely hang out with each other from what we saw, but she probably had some incentive from production to become friends with this girl and all this stuff, which, you know, when you're 17 and this is your job, you want to do a good job. So I get it. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is that Kristen, Alex, and Jessica put together a poker night. So, Alex M and Morgan S have like a little moment where they like, they're getting ready to go to Casey's party and they really like Casey and all this stuff. But then you go to the poker party with Kristen, Alex, and Jessica. Kristen hates Casey. She's a hater, hater, hater for Casey. She said everything from her hair to her personality is fake. And then, you know, everyone laughs. So she repeats it because it's funny. And then she mentions hating Casey's extensions. She's like, she puts them in a ponytail and they look like shit. Kristen, everyone's extensions in the early 2000s look like shit. But maybe hers looked extra bad. I don't know. Because Elsie, Kristen has extensions at one point and they do look like shit. So everyone's extensions in the early 2000s weren't great. So we see Casey all done up. And she's Miss California. California by Dante Thomas plays and it's an iconic moment I think it's one of the best music moments of the whole series it's just so perfect because when you think of California when I think of California that's what I think of I think of blondes with tons of makeup and all this stuff I guess I actually think of like naturally pretty blondes but that's neither here nor there (laughs) so Casey welcomes everyone to her home and Cedric's there wearing a scarf and Jason's there And Alex M and Taylor and Morgan are there and she's serving bubbly lemonade and Jason kind of makes a comment like, why is it bubbling? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe because it's champagne or something. I don't know. So Jason walks off and you find out he's calling Jessica and Kristen just reaches over and grabs the phone from Jessica. She tells Jason she wants to see Jessica because Jessica's always with Jason now. And you can hear Jason yelling at Kristen on the other end. She's like, no, don't give me shit right now, Jason. And says something else and then hangs up on him. And Jessica was like, cool, thanks. It's almost like, wow, thanks. I have to deal with that later now. Cool. Thanks, Kristen. And Kristen lets him, lets Jessica know that Jason isn't boyfriend material, which is something I can definitely appreciate because that is some shit I would pull and people get mad at me. So right after she says that Jason's not boyfriend material, he shows up right next to Alex and Taylor and says, what's up, ladies? Ladies. And Alex says she's excited to go to formal with him, which we kind of forget once the winter formal episode comes around. Alex M. asked Jason to formal before he was with Jessica. So that was that editing. And Alex wanted to make that clear on our first live, I believe. She was like, that is what happened. That was the issue. And that's that. So the girls end up going bowling, the girls meaning Kristen, Jessica and Alex H all go bowling and um, Courtney and Emily are also there, I believe. They go in a limo, which I'm really jealous about. I, for one, love bowling. I think of myself as a pretty good bowler and I think I deserve a limo to a bowling game that I go to because I'm that good. (laughs) During this limo, you know, they all get in the limo. We find out Steven's bringing Lauren to dinner and Don't Stop Believing's playing, which we all know is their song, Not She Will Be Loved. I know people think of Steven and Elsie with that one, but Don't Stop Believing is way more their song because once that song ended up on Laguna, it got back into like the top 10 on the radio and all this stuff. That was what Laguna did to pop culture. That's how crazy Laguna was. When it came to pop culture, it could just change things, shift things. Nobody cared about Journey. Like, it was my ringtone and my friend, my my older cousin was like, take that off as your ringtone. Nobody likes Journey. But now everyone loves that song. So my cousin was wrong and I was correct. So I ended up just kind of like fast forwarding. We all know it ends with the girl singing Since You've Been Gone, Scream singing it, and Elsie and Steven in the pool. That's where we end off with season one, season two premiere, and we're still pretty sure that Steven and Elsie are meant to be. The producers are really, really pushing that. So I got a couple of questions that I'm going to answer now. And someone asked me to keep it strictly Laguna, but I need a break from Laguna. Like it was actually kind of hard for me to like record this podcast today because I've been kind of Laguna'd out. I do end up getting a little um, burnt out on Laguna, but I do love it. Don't Don't get me wrong. So, a lot of people want to know what happened between Jessica and Kristen. And all I'm going to say is, you know, I've asked them both, and they said they just fell out of touch. You know, people did that after high school. They still do that after high school, especially when there wasn't like social media for them to keep in touch. It just seems like they grew apart, and that's that. I don't have any new tea on the hills or anything. I genuinely don't know how big of a part Brody's going to be. It seems like he's never at photo shoots or anything like that. It does seem like he may have been let go. I really, I have no idea what's going on with that. It wouldn't surprise me if the show doesn't even last a full season though. It just seems so messy right now. And I mean, if Stephanie and Spencer really aren't talking to each other, maybe that'll be good drama. But you can only play that for so long. So last night was the season finale of Very Cavalry, And I will say that I don't know how season three is going to be. I honestly, I think it's going to be about Jay and his butcher shop. And I think that they're going to really try and make that more of a thing. Um, unfortunately, I can kind of see them phasing out the employees, which sucks because I actually like the employee drama. I know not a ton of people do, but I'm a fan of that. I would rather see that than... Kristen and her friends. I don't know. That's my opinion. I think maybe they just need to figure out what the fuck they're doing with the show because I still feel like I'm watching two separate shows and it's really, really frustrating because I wanted to like it. I liked it a lot last season and I liked the cast members. And I mean, last night, there was that fake ass proposal with Stone. There was no way there was anything in that ring box. We still have no idea what happened to Kaylee. We don't know where she is. We don't know why she was brought on. Well, she was brought on to be the villain. No shit. And then we didn't even get to see Colby, who has been a really big part of this season. So it's kind of weird to me. Not a fan of it. And let's hope that they kind of bring it all back together on next season. I'm sure I'll be watching. I'm sure I'll do my recap on my story like I usually do, because that's fun for me. I like to do that. But one thing is Kristen always talking about change in the culture, but culture change for a company starts at the top. That's all I'm going to say. And finally, people are agreeing with me and not sliding into my DM saying how much I hate Kristen because it's not true. I don't hate Kristen. All I'm saying is if you want something to change in a company, it starts with leadership. It starts with the people at the top. So, yeah, th- um, one other thing somebody asked me was, is there anything I want to talk about that I haven't talked about yet? And truthfully, I don't think there's much that I've held back. There have been a couple things that I haven't told you guys about, but I keep everything pretty much, you know, very much me. It's who I am and I'm pretty open. I think maybe I'll talk more about addiction in in time, but, you know, just ways that you can kind of get help for addiction or if someone in your family has addiction, how you can cope with that, because it is a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And I grew up with it my whole life. Um... You know, my mom started drinking. My earliest memory, I think I was like seven and, you know, kind of torpedoed from there. But she's a great woman. I love my mom to death. Um, she doesn't know how to use like Instagram. That's why she doesn't get as many shout outs as my stepmom does. But yeah. This past weekend was definitely eventful with my traveling and I will say if I didn't have Callie I probably would have lost my fucking mind. I'm not a great driver, especially with a new car. I drive 2006, so like being in a new car with the with really good brakes was really tough for me, but Callie drove the whole 6 hours and we made it home safe and That's about that. Honestly, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And hopefully we get some cast members on soon. But thank you so much for sticking around, listening, um, caring. (laughs) I get so many, you know, how are you doing this week? And I really appreciate those because sometimes, sometimes it does get lonely. So maybe one thing I will talk about more is like my, my mental health that I deal with and how I deal with anxiety and depression and feeling lonely because we all do it. And I think it's really important to know you're not alone in those feelings. So I hope you guys have an awesome week. And thank you guys for being patient with this season two.